Well, Jason Kenney has faced some pretty fierce criticism in recent months over his handling of this third wave. Uh, Many Albertans said he moved too slow and didn't go far enough to stop the spread of the virus. Others, though, have railed against any attempt at restricting Albertans to, as he calls it, stop the spike. Drew Barnes is the UCP MLA for Cyprus and Medicine Hat. He's been one of the Premier's most vocal and public-facing critics on this, and certainly... Definitely among the critics found around the caucus table. Anyway, he joins us now to talk a bit more about what's going on. Uh, Mr. Barnes, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate your time. Good morning, Jay. Yeah, I know we, we've chatted before, and even before last week's round of restrictions uh, were brought in, you were, you were opposed to the restrictions the Premier had brought in. So I don't imagine you've had a change of heart with what we saw last week. No, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, I'm in my third term. I'm honoured to represent Albertans in Cypress Medicine Hat. And, and many have reached out to me since the, the latest uh, restrictions being tightened a week ago. And, Shay, I'm, I'm kind of hearing five things. Uh, Albertans are saying that their voices aren't being heard. They, they have some questions. that They, they want to see more, more cost-benefit analysis of the study. You know, they, they want to see some, some evidence and some proof as to the, these lockdowns, are, are the regulations are actually working and, and where they're working and, and what the spread is from certain areas, but particularly gyms and patios have, have been hit hard. Um, you know, they're asking for transparency and fairness. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, this type of situation, regulations, lockdowns, whatever you want to call it, wasn't designed for 15 months. And then there's a lot of Albertans out there that care deeply about each other, want to protect all the vulnerable and all the compromised, but are fully aware that, uh, you know, the cost-benefit analysis of this has a has a downside as well and uh you know i said it on your call call last time you know here in cyprus medicine hat we're dealing with some other big big crises from mental health to overdoses to spiritual health uh, our, our economic health uh physical is a concern and uh, th- these are what people are reaching out to since uh, since last week you know you mentioned the evidence and I, I i raised this with the premier when i chatted with him last um you know it would certainly think i think serve him well to say, here is the evidence uh, of why we're doing what we're doing. Now, you're in government. You're around the caucus table. Have you not been presented with any evidence to say, this is the step we're taking and this is why? Well, no, there, there's, you know, there's different parts of evidence at different times. Um, so, there, you know, there's, di- there's different ways to look at that. But just look at some of the evidence that's come out in the last little while. Uh, I'm, you know, Professor Allen, a professor from Simon Fraser University, put out a great study saying the cost-benefit analysis of lockdowns is from three to 280 times the, the cost that much greater than the benefit. Uh, a lot of people have put out studies showing that physical health and gyms and their importance and keeping us healthy give us a way better chance if, if we unfortunately are, are afflicted with COVID. Uh, the Canadian uh, Pediatric Society came out today calling on the Ontario government to, to open up all outdoor sports for kids. They're very concerned about the mental health aspects uh, of, of um, what's happening to families and children, and, and, and rightfully so. So, so Shay, you know, there, I, I guess some real clear information uh, 15 months into this, and people are, are saying, hey, you know, where's the, some of the cost-benefit is showing that, that this is doing as much damage as good especially if you're affected with uh, mental health or, or physical health. Yeah, I understand that. I, I agree with you. There, there, there's definitely uh, implications from bringing in restrictions mm-hmm. and things like that. I guess the question I have for you then is, 
what would what would you do? Surely you don't want to just stand back and, and let things run their course. I mean, good heavens, we're seeing what's going on in India, what happened in Ontario. Uh, you know, I mean, we, we, we've seen what happens when we don't do anything and just say, oh, mental health is more important. Let's just see how this plays out. We end up in a bad situation. What what would your solution be here? Well, I, I think we can learn from other jurisdictions. So, so let's start there. Um, for example, I understand, let's use Texas as the first example. If you're asymptomatic but diagnosed with COVID in Texas, you're immediately assigned to one of 35 clinics where they start you on some kind of treatment, where they start start the healing process. I, I've heard of many instances here in Alberta, Shay, where that doesn't happen. You you get a message to come back when you're sick. Now, there are some exceptions to that, that's for sure, but... but a more you know process like that would would be important, I believe. Okay. Patios and gyms are, are another great story. Like like people are saying to me, you know, business people that just spent tens of thousands building a patio that are now shut down yep. have come to me and said, you know, we, show me where the cases are coming from from outdoor patios. Uh, you know, show me. You know, gyms are the same. We we talked about how physical physical health is important. I also think you know, 15 months into this, I was talking to a senior the other day who hadn't seen her best friend in, in 13 months. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we need, you know, th- there's a lot of fear out there. And, and, and I think that some, you know, some, some more evidence, some more transparency, um, some more, you know, you know, some more opportunity for Albertans to be engaged, for, for their voices to be heard, would be good for us all. Um, you mentioned Texas, and, and everybody mentions Texas. And, you know, it's an interesting discussion. Our, we, we, we've had about 2,000 deaths from COVID so mm-hmm. far. They've had well over 50,000. And they're only about six times our population. So mm-hmm. um, we, we could scale that up by a magnitude of six. That's acceptable? You'd be okay with um, increasing our death toll and our hospitalizations by the rate of six? No, of course, of course, that's not acceptable. And and uh, but again, you know, like when you look at Texas opened up about two months ago, when their vaccination rate, I understand, was at twelve percent. Um, look at the disaster the Canadian government's been there. We only three percent of Canadians are, are fully vaccinated now. Uh, you know, compared to America, which is almost forty forty percent. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since Texas opened up, their number of positive cases has, has declined a lot. And uh, and again, back to the idea of, of their treatments. And you know, yeah, this has been a learning process for sure. But you know, unfortunately. At the start, what was maybe not fully understood is, is all the effects on long-term care and the compromised on, on those things. And, uh, you know, and, and so somewhat of a learning experience, but I think to pull all the, the comparisons together, we'd have to have a full-blown discussion about that. Um, the other one you keep talking about is gyms, and, and I know it's been really, really hard on gyms, but you want to talk about evidence. We know that at a gym in Quebec... Um, there were more more than 200 cases acquired directly within that gym and several hundred more traced back to that gym throughout the community. They say that was the key driving factor behind Quebec's uh, city's most recent crisis when it comes to COVID. So there is evidence showing that gyms can be spreaders. Yeah, well, thousands of gyms across Alberta, thousands of gyms across Canada. And of course, of course, that's one. And that's very, very unfortunate for everybody that was affected there. But I've seen gym people, I've seen small business people bend over backwards mm-hmm. to social distance, to keep their premises clean and safe. Um, you know, I, you know I, I give Premier Kenny lots of credit for a few months ago when he said that one of the pivots was when this first started, that one of the guidelines was used was uh, essential versus non-essential. 
and and a different pivot, a better pivot was safe versus non-safe. And uh, you know, there's there's still many many instances. Uh, you know, the big box stores are a perfect example where where there's a lot of people in there, and uh, people have found a way to make things happen. And I just think that uh, you know, gyms and and getting together, spiritual health um, needs a higher priority in the cost benefit analysis. How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. With the way things are in our province right now, we do have the highest case counts in the country. Our hospitalizations are growing up a big jump in ICUs yesterday. Um, and we're also seeing, you know, more and more dug in militant positions being taken, leading to a number of arrests on the weekend and fines, increased enforcement. Do you regret your stance at all along the way? Do you think you contributed to this whole us versus them and let's dig in and, and fight this out um, position that Albertans have found themselves in? No, absolutely not. I I think I've given Albertans a voice and an avenue to tell me their ideas, maybe vent their frustrations. I've given me a chance to to tell Premier Kenny and and, and the Cabinet uh, what what I'm hearing. You know, again, I'm grateful and I'm honoured that I'm one of 87 Albertans paid to represent 4.4 million Albertans. And, And people need... The legislature is the place... The government is the place where ideas get debated, where ideas get discussed about, and and I think that we're all stronger when when people like me, MLAs like me, speak up with what they're hearing, speak up with counter ideas. Hey, Shay, we're 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 stronger when the media, the fourth estate, is is more involved in letting letting know what's happening as well. So I'm I'm grateful that I have the chance to speak up on behalf of Albertans. How does it work, though, with the message of we're all in this together, and the only way we're going to get through this is pulling together? When you are immediately pulling apart from what um, the government and the chief medical officer of health is doing, does that not just drive a wedge into that whole narrative of, hey, we're going to have to pull together to get through this? I mean, we've seen other jurisdictions do it. Yeah, no, again, I I would think not. I would think that uh, Albertans are glad that their ideas through me are being presented. You know, when, you know, thousands of Albertans have reached out to me and said, thank you, and then here's another idea or a different idea or whatever, so so I'm grateful for that. Um, You know, Albertans every day come to me and and wonder why we spend $23 billion a year in health care and we haven't done more to to surge up our ICU capacity. Uh, I think I'm seeing some of that starting to happen. At least we're starting to hear about it. So that's a great thing. Maybe that's an example of ideas being being listened to and presented. And uh, you know, it, and, and the idea we're all in this together. You know, um, 4.4 million Albertans were were all willing to to work together and, and help the compromise. Absolutely, 
but we all are are a little different and unique and 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 one of the concerns that albertans have is fairness they they want to get through this safe and and they want to be as fair as possible and uh, no two no two situations are exactly the same yeah there's there's absolutely a, a multitude of uh, different approaches out there uh, one last thing before i let you go we're now we're in the middle of the, the vaccination campaign and we've been told by the premier that that is the path out that that's how we're going to get through here um you know medical experts seem to agree we're seeing that happen in the uk they had zero deaths yesterday you mentioned texas with their vaccination rate uh, and how it's managed to bring down cases there and across the United States. Um, Do you fully support the government's efforts to get as many Albertans vaccinated as possible? Is that something you are recommending for Albertans to get on board the vaccination program? Well, my my staff has been great. We've had lots of people in Cypress Medicine Hat come to the office that have been unable to get their vaccination or secure their second one. It's been frustrating to me that, you know, people have come here and said they got their first shot and the the supply wasn't there for their second one. I know some people that have gone to America and only got their first shot because the pharmacy had their second one already secured for them. So my staff has worked very, very hard. We've been absolutely great in in helping people uh, get get into the vaccination process. Absolutely. Um, The question was, do you recommend Albertans get vaccinated? Yeah. Okay. So you you think that's... Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, talk to your doctor, talk to your family. Absolutely. Excellent. Okay, Mr. Barnes, I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. That's MLA Drew Barnes, the UCP MLA for Cypress Medicine Hat.